This is by far the most emotional episode of the Baraka Effect podcast to date. I mean, all of us got teary-eyed during the session, subhanAllah. So brothers and sisters, today's episode is about serving our parents. Arguably, parents play the most important role in everyone's lives. They are an integral part of the society, and indeed, it is through them that we even exist here today. Sadly, they are pretty much underappreciated by so many people out there, subhanAllah, especially in these modern times. So in this episode, we will be discussing many things, including why should we be dutiful to our parents as Muslims, and the heartwarming stories of the righteous predecessors, the Salafus Saleh, and their parents. However, the main question we try to answer is going to be this. How can we still be dutiful to our parents as middle-aged, grown-up adults, juggling our jobs, studies, our own families, and sometimes living far away from our parents? How is, how is it possible to still be dutiful to them? So in the meantime, sit back, enjoy the show. Don't forget to click the subscribe button down below. Like and share this video if you do find it beneficial. Brothers and sisters, this is the Baraka Effect podcast, the weekly podcast where we attempt to extract tools and mindsets from the Quran and the Sunnah and apply it in our daily lives. I hope you enjoy this video as much as we do. Barakallahu feekum. Bismillah, Alhamdulillah, Wassalatu Wassalamu ala Rasulillah, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man tabi'ahum bi ihsanin ila yawmiddin. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Waalaikumsalam warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Ahlan wa sahlan brothers. Ahlan. How is everyone today? Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Excellent. MashaAllah. Alhamdulillah. And to the listeners wherever you are, welcome to the Barakah Effect podcast where we attempt to extract pearls and wisdoms from the Quran and Sunnah to try and use it to our unfair advantage towards living the best life in the dunya and the hereafter. So today we're going to talk about a very interesting topic which is perhaps often underappreciated in our contemporary times, which is the parent's dilemma dutifulness amidst hectic work-life schedule. So we all know how important our parents are, right? As central figures in our lives. Uh, but in these times where everything around us is very fast-paced, um, we are very busy with our lives, how many of us find be being dutiful to them and giving them their due rights to be a real challenge? Mm. Um, our jobs, for example, might mean, might take us to live away from them Firstly, uh, the demands of being a family man with the limited time you already have to your wife and kids. And now you've also got a plan to, to make some time for your parents as well. And perhaps other responsibilities uh, in the community that you have. And just to get into a bit of background, I had the honor actually to choose this week's topic. And it was actually spurred by the news that I got earlier in the week, whereby my good friends that uh, he passed away. May, may Allah have mercy on his soul. Uh, it impacted me quite a bit as I knew his dad quite personally. 
but more importantly, yeah, subhanallah. Um, more importantly, it is a reminder that in the reality is that in this fleeting life, you just never know when Allah will call you back to Him. And also the people you love will leave you or you will leave the people you love, whether we like it or not. And it is a fact and it is and eventually that has to happen. So really reflecting on this further, I, I was thinking about it throughout the week and really asking myself, like, have I really taken care of my parents as they should be? Or sometimes we just do it as an afterthought, you know? Mm. So we don't want the day to come when we realize that it's too late and we would have missed the opportunity as Rasulullah wasallam mentioned in a lot of hadith that the parents are, let's say, the shortcut to Jannah. You know, like uh, there's a hadith mentioned by Abu Darda that Rasulullah wasallam mentioned that the father is the middle door of paradise. So it is up to you whether you take advantage of it or not. And if it's said, uh, this is about the father, what then about the mother when Rasulullah uh, mentioned the mother three times before he mentioned the father, you know? Mm, so inshallah. thinking about all of this, um, in essence, this is why I chose the topic is to be a reminder to ourselves of how important our parents are and really to reevaluate our mindsets, our attitudes and our efforts towards this very important matter. Perhaps we could find better ways to really serve them as, and as a result, gain the pleasure of Allah by doing so. So to set the foundations of our discussion today, inshallah, we want to focus on how we uh, as children can improve in our duties to our parents. Uh, firstly, why being dutiful to our parents is important and what does it really mean to, being, to be dutiful to our parents in light of our deen. And, but more importantly, it's how we can fulfill this right in light of all our other responsibilities. And we do acknowledge that uh, as a society, a lot of families have a lot of challenging situations um, in terms of um, emotionally, emotional or, or physical distance, uh, let's say challenges. And certain things in, in our society that is viewed as what's acceptable and what's not acceptable towards the parents is very culturally driven. driven. Mm, yeah, and, and it basically changes from time to time, you know? And what's accepted today might not be acceptable tomorrow and vice versa. So it's important to keep these things in mind uh, and we hope that we can go within these boundaries uh, in our discussion. So. Inshallah, brothers, let's get straight into the discussion. Firstly, why do you think we should pay attention to fulfilling our parents' rights? Anyone wants to uh, have a go? Yeah, can I just say something about the hadith that you, uh, the meaning of the hadith you quoted about the the the, yeah. uh, the, the, the jannah the, through the, the middle the middle door and, and so right. on? Yeah, sure. Sure. Rahali said something like this, like a, because. The means to enter paradise, one of the biggest means and easiest way is through being obedient and dutiful to your parents. That's why shaitan makes this task, which is in nature, actually is very easy, but shaitan makes it so difficult for all the sons of Adam. Ah, because, oh, so this we want. Because it's easy to enter, is one of the bigger, easiest way to enter paradise and one of the biggest way to enter paradise. So and his biggest is, mission is to prevent us to go into paradise. Indeed, indeed. So make this path difficult for That's them, right? right? But in nature, it's not difficult. 
Yeah. yeah. Just to give you a mindset. Point. Amazing yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, what we need to do actually is very straightforward. But you know, Shaitan, he places a lot of obstacles and challenges in our paths so that we find this job actually really, really difficult as well, right? That's right. That's right. Allah. That's true. That's an amazing point, mashallah. And to add to that, inshallah, um, one of the Shaykh Ibn Uthaymin, rahimahullah ta'ala, he mentioned that the reason why it is important for children to obey their parents is because he said being dutiful towards them is important because it is clearly mentioned in the Nas. In, uh, I eat the Quran and the Sunnah. As we all know, this, is, this should be the number one reason why all of us are driven to uh, be dutiful to our parents. Because as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, as the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said in, 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 in the, the famous hadith, like uh, and um, when the Jibril alayhi, uh, alayhi salam, he came and asked the Prophet about what the, is the meaning of Iman. So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa said, and to milu billahi wa malaikatihi wa kutubihi wa rusuli wal yawmil akhir until the end of the hadith. So, Iman, to have Iman is to believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to believe in His angels, to believe in the books, especially the Quran, and to believe in the messenger, uh, messenger and so on and so forth. So, here, we say that we are mu'min, so we must believe in the, in the messages that Allah, has, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent. And therefore, one of the messages that Allah has sent us and has instruct us to follow is to be dutiful to our parents. So this is why Sheikh Ibn Uthaymin, he said this, being dutiful towards the parents is important because it's clearly mentioned in the Nasks, in the Quran and the Sunnah. In fact, the rights of the parents, and he said, in fact, the rights of the parents came second after the rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And, and, and this is evident because we see this in a ton of ayat in the Quran, many, many ayat. One of them is in Surah Al-Isra, ayah number, ayah number uh, 23, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, illa wa bil ihsana. And your Lord has decreed that you worship none but Him and honor, honor your parents. If we, if we think, if we look into this ayah, mashallah, beautifully put, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He put being dutiful to one's parents just after um, the prohibition of shirk, the prohibition mm. of um, worshipping other, others than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So imagine the level of importance of having this dutifulness towards the parents, subhanallah. And, and you, know, you know, the word that was used in that ayah is for bilwali daini ihsana. Yeah. Because like the, the, the translation that you provided was being dutiful to them, but specifically was saying behave with them in the best way possible. To you honor see, your parents, to be excellent to them. Yeah, excellent, excellent. the best way possible. So yeah. you see, it's one thing to obey them. That's kind of like minimal requirements. Being dutiful, requir being dutiful, okay, I mean, that's kind of like... Yeah. Yeah, fair, like man, yeah. you know, it's not it's not like an A student, like C. But Allah is saying is be the best. How you are the best to your 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 wife or your child or your co-worker. You know what? All that pales in comparison compared to the ihsan you give to the parents. So that's kind of exactly. the perspective that this ayah teaches us immediately after the one biggest objective in life as a Muslim, which is tawheed, worshipping Allah alone without associating partners. And, and talking about ihsan, yeah. Like, you know, 
that there's a command that, that the believers needs to be uh, to do their best deeds to the people, yeah. So here we're talking about doing our best deed to the best of people of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, which is our parents. So oh, it's yeah. a lot of things coming in, 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 in into the same the same command. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And to add more to that, we have, uh, you know, I'm just gonna give a few more ayat as an example. Like we have also in the Quran in Surah Surah Luqman, ayat number 14, where Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala said, "Wawasain al insana bi walidahi hamalat ummuhu wahnan ala wahn." So what does that mean? This ayah is connected directly to being dutiful to uh, to being dutiful to, especially the mothers. So it means when we have commanded, i.e., Allah, when Allah has commanded people to honor their parents, their mothers bore them through hardship upon hardship. So this is one of the reasons why children or men in general are obligated to honor their parents, especially their mothers. And as Brother Reza said in, in uh, earlier on, like the Prophet Wasallam, uh, he he actually said mother thrice, three times before even mentioning father in terms of fulfilling their rights. Let me just so, to fill some context to that. Uh, when he said three times, yeah, it was in response to a question by a companion, right? So the companion asked, who is most deserving of my... Uh, does anyone remember the, good the exact word? Uh, good companionship? Yeah. Good, uh, treatment. Good treatment. Good treatment. Yeah, got, good, yeah. good treatment. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the Prophet ﷺ says, your mother. Then the companion asks, and then who? And Prophet still said your mother, yeah. and then asked again who, and then who, and then said uh, your mother, and then uh, and then finally the, the the companion asked, and then who, and then he said your father. Yeah. And just, just sorry before uh, before Shami continue, I just wanted to add, add, add a side note to this. This doesn't mean like the way we think like oh by the way your father. That's not the yeah. idea here. It's showing that it's still super important. It's still number two on your list. But in terms of the the prioritization in how much more important it is, then the emphasis is three times. It's not saying like your dad, man. If you, <laughs> that's not what it's saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. okay, if I may add to that, like just just a bit of a small benefit. It's like doesn't the, the one some some scholars they differ. Is it really mean your your mother is actually of a higher status compared to your father, or are they the same, or actually your father is higher? Because that is only one one uh, one narration. There's when when they compile all oh, the other narrations, mm, so there are some scholars who say that you know what your mom is higher. They say no 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 actually your father is higher. And so mm. and the third opinion say no no actually they are the same. And, wow. and uh, mm. that's a different way to understand that as well. Is is the the exclusivity of good treatment in not in status but in good treatment. Mm. So there's a oh, mashallah, mashallah, uh, mashallah. There's, there's some there's some layers to that. Yeah, yeah. So, really so do not neglect your father. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so saying that, saying that, just don't look at this hadith and just take it as the absolute, uh, you know, thing that you want to consider. You have to collect all the other hadith, right? Yeah. Indeed, and, indeed. And, and not to look down on how important the role of the father is. I think that's the main yeah. message of, of what we are talking about yeah. here. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Exactly. Yeah. And just to just to add to the ayah, just to as a, as an explanation. I saw a video a couple of years ago, um, you know, actually, uh, like on three guys, three or four guys, I saw it on YouTube, that they were trying to feel, like they, they asked themselves, how how do women feel when they give birth, right? How do they feel? So they wanted, they wanted to, uh, you know, to go and try, try, try it out themselves. So they went to the doctor and they said, okay, fine, we're going to put you 
we're gonna buzz uh, we're gonna actually zap you with uh you know electricity you know the current so and so and we will actually oh, simulate the pain signals in the yes. brain of, of <laughs> just, to, just to simulate the pain of how women feel when uh you know amidst giving birth to their children right so right. so they, they they slightly they, they uh, in the first session they they, they put it um, a fa- fairly low dose right um the, the current is very low it's like, okay i feel pain but it's, it's okay it's bearable not, uh, it, it, uh, not, not, nothing too painful and then as it steadily increases okay and then you can see the changes in their faces and when it's maximum all of them were shouting like seriously until their eyes were you know shedding tears and stuff like that oh, so yeah, after that incredible. they wouldn't even want to talk about you know uh the, the, the excruciating pain that they experienced during that you know and they uh, some of them said some of them admitted that was a bad idea but uh, <laughs> others say oh, this this just uh this increases my respect to the to, to mothers sure. all around the world so wow. just imagine that you know um they came they came in joking about this and they came out being they, uh, looking at it from a different perspective like you know respect yeah. respect serious. to you guys uh, respect yeah. to you women out there subhanallah so mashallah mashallah yeah. can i also share like uh, like okay, we, we, there's a lot of uh, akhirat benefit yeah for from for being dutiful and righteous to your parents but the ulama also said there's a lot of worldly benefit from it yeah mm. so number mm. one okay. uh, uh, inshallah I, i give three yeah number one is because whether you like it or not whether you're good to your parents or you're not good to your parents your relationship with parents is going to be one of the integral relationship that you have in your life yeah maybe 20% of your life is going to be that yeah so if you're not dutiful to your parents and you don't create that that uh, love living uh, environment in your family then you're going to have a miserable life number one because they the relationship between the son and, and and the parents it's so it's significant you cannot just discard that from your life and if you don't manage it well you, it gives a lot of a, a lot of a sadness uh, unhappiness in your life so you you need to work on it so it will inf- influence your happiness as a whole general yeah, also true, true. it improves your character it improves your character being because when you're being dutiful and not just muslim even non muslim when you're being dutiful to your parents The first thing that will uh, one of the biggest reason is because you are grateful to them. So being grateful is actually a, a noble character that anybody can have. So by doing being righteous to your parents, you create that you you train yourself mm. to have good character. That's a life skill that you need to a have anyway. Mm. Yeah. That's right. So that's one of the perks out of it. Also, yeah. Uh, by 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 ha- by being dutiful to your parents, it trains your your children to be dutiful to you. So yeah. In, ah, in the future, yeah. So lead in, by in, example, lead yeah. by example. Inshallah, inshallah. A chain of <laughs> chain of life. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Cycle yeah, of life. Inshallah. That's right. <laughs> I have one example from from what you have said, Brother Amir. I I attend this one of my English class. I attend English class. Yeah. Inshallah. We we have I think it's only 12 students and the teacher always do this they he, he she try to make a conversation practice so she asked all of us about what is the one thing we re- regret the most so the class the class was attended by people aged 30 to 60 years old and half of them are, are not yet muslim so mm. the majority of the non muslim said that they re- They, their regret was almost similar that 
they did they they did not have a a good relationship with their parents. That was their biggest regret in life. Wow. Mashallah. And they live with that regret until now. Wow. Mashallah. Was like, and the other, and all of us, most most of the Muslim, they say, uh, I regret that I didn't study the Quran earlier. I didn't study the the Deen oh, earlier. That's a very good perspective. But, yeah. But then when when it's when when they talk about parents, everyone was silent. It was like very bad. That I think it's true. It's yeah. a thing that most regret. Mashallah. It's like something out of the fitrah, right? Yeah. Because there's yeah. human nature to, you know, the the most important relationship that you have is with your parents because they brought you up and that's basically the central relationship that uh, any person, regardless of um, who they are, this is the most important relationship as Brother Amir said. And that's true. I say perhaps I can set the tone for how we want to schedule this discussion is that we start by admitting that we are lacking in this. We start by acknowledging our faults and we have so much yeah. to improve on. Yeah, because definitely. when you acknowledge that fault, that's when you start to improve. So, Prophet so. says, Anadamu tawbah. Regret is a form of repentance. So, you know, because if you don't have this feeling, you know, this, this feeling of complacency, like, ah, my relationship, me and my dad, we're homeboys. <laughs> if you have that kind of like, I mean, okay, <laughs> alhamdulillah, if you are, but, <laughs> you know, you have to also admit that there's, there are always gaps and there are always ways to improve. Yep. And if you start really thinking with this mindset, inshallah, then Allah will, you know, the, the barakah from that will come. As we always mention this hadith, every deed starts with intention and every every deed will be recompensed according to that intention. So let's really start with this intention that I want to be better sons and daughters to my parents. Can just, just squeeze one more, one more, one more, the, the why. Oh, yeah. why, why we need to do this? Because... Being dutiful to a parent is a sign of someone who has fear in Allah. Mm. It's a sign that you know is is a good person. See how he reacts to his parents because they, they, because the, 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 the scholars take the example of Imam Ahmad because Imam Ahmad was so dutiful was so dutiful dutiful to her to his uh, mother. mother. Yeah, mm. to a point sometimes he missed lectures just because he wants to serve his mother. Wow. And when people say, mm. "Oh, mashallah, wow. Imam Ahmad, you missed this lesson only because of your mother," then Imam Ahmad would say. Wallahi, that being dutiful to your parent is the fruits of knowledge. Yeah. Wow. wow. In fact, specifically, Ahmed, uh, he didn't just miss a lesson, right? He missed the opportunity to study with a sheikh uh-huh. who, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the details was he, he had to prolong his journey to meet the sheikh. And by the time that uh, he was, uh, uh, when he finally could make the journey, the sheikh passed away. Indeed. Right? Because uh, he was serving yeah. his parents. Indeed, right? indeed. So his mom, actually. His right? mom, yeah. that's right. That's right. So that's oh, the fruits yeah. of knowledge, yeah? And you know, ulama is the one who has the most fear to Allah. Yeah. 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 So he, and and what is the one who put their knowledge to practice? Yes. Yeah. But that is one of the signs of, of, of someone who has taqwa in Allah is he uh, is they are dutiful to their parents. So that, that's a litmus test for all of us. Yeah. And one of the signs we have shukur to Allah. Indeed, right. indeed. Mm, because yeah. without yeah. parents, we are we we won't exist. <laughs> yeah. Subhanallah. I, I want to speak a bit about shukur. You know, the reality is we as human beings. We never made it ourselves. Come on, guys. True. Come There on. are so many people who contributed to who we are, right? Yes, yes, yes. Yep. Exactly. Self, self-made billionaire. Nah. Come on. <laughs> no, there's no such thing. <laughs> no, even if those, if you say that, oh, you were you were orphaned, or maybe your your, you know, some people might even claim that their parents abandoned them, but in reality, like there are other people who helped you along the way. 
There are people, there are, there are friends, there are colleagues, there are uncles, there are siblings. By the way, why did your siblings exist? <laughs> your parents, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So it all yeah. ties back to that. And at the end of the day, all these people who Allah sent to you, your friends, your parents, your siblings, all these people are because Allah sent them to you. So that's why being serving your parents, being grateful to them is actually directly related to you being grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's why there's an ayat very interesting in Surah Sabah where Allah says, I'malu ala Dawood ashukra. That uh, act or work, O family of Dawood, Prophet Dawood, in gratitude. You see, when we talk about gratitude, right, we have to think about oh, saying thanks, right? Oh, mashallah, thank you. Jazakallah khair. Okay, that, that's one aspect of gratitude. But here Allah says, I'malu, act upon it. That means your deeds need to portray your shukr. And when you talk about shukr, right, there's one ayah that always, you know, when I think about it, it's like, oh, this is scary ayah. Ibrahim 7? Oh, what's that? Is it Ibrahim 7? No. Oh, oh no, no. This one's no, a different one. Different one. Yeah, but that's, that's very important as well. Uh, what was it going? Like, if you're grateful, I will add more of the blessings, right? Yeah. Right? And, and if you're not grateful, Allah says, uh, my punishment is severe. 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 Yeah. yeah. No, but there's another one that really, uh, that I, I always come back to is Surah Al-Insan. It's so subtle, but if you think about it, it's so important. It's Surah Al-Insan, Ayat 3. It's in the beginning. Allah says, Inna hadaina husabila. We have shown mankind the way, imma shakiran wa imma kafura. So after Allah guided mankind to the path of correctness, there are only two categories of people. Either you are grateful or you are ungrateful. Grateful. There's no third category. So it's zero one. Yeah, it's zero or one. It's binary, right? <laughs> binary. <laughs> So, subhanAllah, when you think about this, right, like what we said just now, it always ties back to Allah is the one who sent your parents. And as what Shami mentioned just now, Allah always highlights the hardship that your parents give to you. So you see, when it, when it comes to the ayah that the ayah that Shami quoted from Surah, Surah Luqman, Allah says that, um, mm. what he says, uh, okay, be grateful to me and your parents. That's the wording that Allah used. Anishkur li waliwali daika. Uh, and so it's interesting to note when you talk about shukr to Allah and your parents, okay, the basics of it is what they provided to you without asking, without you even asking for it, right? So that's number one, the basis of it. But the perspective of being grateful to Allah and being grateful to your parents are completely different. When it comes to being grateful to Allah, you're great, being grateful to the one who gave it to you because of his greatness, because he is Rabbul Alameen, because he is uh, out of his mercy, out of his Rahmah, out of him being Al-Kareem, All-Generous, out of him being Al-Wahhab, always giving you gifts, out of him being Al-Ghani, All-Rich, free from all needs. So you, you, your gratitude towards him is that you are nothing. You are just a, another human being out of billions, billions and out of all creation of Allah, out of all the angels and jinn. You don't deserve anything. You don't, you're not entitled to anything and yet Allah gives you. So that's the angle of shukr. But when it comes to your parents, it's a different perspective of shukr. Because mm -hmm. when it comes to your parents, they give to you. But when they give you, it's actually taking a toll on them. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's mm -hmm. some hardship yeah. involved. And the minimum... You might say, me, okay, the minimum that the, 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 the your mother will go through is what Shami said, right? The men, forget about it. They never want to go through this. You know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, it, it, just that perspective. And it's not just that. That's just the birth part. When you are, when you are born as an infant, True. as a toddler, how much hardship, mm -hmm. how much headache have you given to your parents mm -hmm. that they had to endure? Part, right? 
the maintenance yeah. fund. How much headache have you given to your parents yeah, true, true. so that you can be who you are today? So you know, mm. you have to understand, like especially those who finally become parents, right? You you finally understand that. Yeah. Oh, this well, is what my parents go through. Wow. <laughs> it it's really touching to your parents, right? When you yes, are a parent yourself. And you, it then makes you will you know. Really, yes. Yes. And it makes you really, Mashallah. really grateful to your parents. Yes. I, yes. I think this is very emotional. Uh, mashallah, first of all, when 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 I go through this topic, this topic gives a lot of joy and a lot of sentiment. Yes. If you look at some of the, our our scholars, when they talk about this topic, they sometimes they 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 hold themselves from 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 tears. Mm. Even these people are 70 years old, 80 years old. You know, some of them are really buff. Allah, <laughs> Mashallah, this is uh, a special topic. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, one of the one of the uh, one of the uh, advice you say that sometimes uh, if, if you're grown up, yeah, yeah, take the time. Uh, if if you if your parents are alive, go see them when they're they're sleeping, yeah, and then they ponder. See, the the black hair has now turned grey. They are standing up straight has turned into uh, what do you call it? Uh, Hunch. Bending. Hunch. Yeah. Uh, uh, Hunch. Yeah. Their 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 tight skin has now become wrinkles. And all all this happened because of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, beauty has gone from from uh, to uh, to to uh, to old age, to old periods, and this wow. all because of you. Subhanallah. Yes, yeah, one. Sobering to think, huh? Mashallah. I've heard that one of lecture. I heard that the only people who are sincere, um, sincere, uh, want you to be the best is your parents. You can yeah. have your mentor, your coach. Your teacher, maybe they always want to give success to you, right? But uh, some of them may may have jealous because mm. I I should be eh, they they have this um, tendency to be jealous to you if you are more success than them. But mm. parents, they will sincerely want you to be better than themselves. Yeah, true, right? Allah, yeah. Does anybody know about the hadith? The the the, the guy who brought the mother on his back for Hajj. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and, and he asked Ibn Umar for that, yeah. Like, uh, yep. do I have I repay my the deeds of my mom? Right? He said, no, not yet. Not even a single contraction. Uh, contraction, right? Subhanallah. Yeah, there's another you, very. Uh, sorry, yeah, go ahead, Yeah. Now, there's another story similar to that as well. So uh, somebody was really serving his parents, uh, his mother, very very well, mashallah. And then he asked, he consulted a, a person of knowledge. Have I repaid the debt of my my mother? And and the, the 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 scholar responded. He said something like, um, "You you you're serving your no. She she took care of you, hoping that you will live, but you take care of her, hoping that she would die." Subhanallah. Wow. Oh, that really hurts, man. Subhanallah. Yeah. That, that story about the man who 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 carries his mom for Hajj for Haji. Yeah. Subhanallah. Some 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 people say that that's actually was Al Qarni who did that. And and oh, this story, mashallah, sometimes mashallah. gives you like uh, goosebumps. You know, like Uwais uh, was a poor man. He was a really poor man, but he is so dutiful to his to his mother. And he's what he, and all scholars, none of them will ever describe Uwais Al Karni as a scholar or someone who remembers remembers the Quran. Nobody, yes. no one says that. No one so, wanted to give him like let's say, no one dared to to say that about him, right? That's right. No one dares. <laughs> Yeah. But the best of people among the best people who guaranteed who guaranteed paradise consulted him for for dua. Subhanallah. Not only that, uh, he, uh, the, actually specifically if I recall correct in the hadith, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam told Umar if you meet Uwais, you ask him 
to ask forgiveness for you. Masya Allah. Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> this is a person who said, Umar feel Jannah, right? Rasulullah Masya mentioned, Allah. right? Exactly. Final. Uh, okay, so back, back to that. Finish that. I think that so he's just beautiful. Yeah. Like he's poor. And then yeah. his mother is blind and the mother is uh, like uh, crippled. So oh. he, in his entire lifetime, he always fulfilled his mother's uh, uh, request all the time. So mm. one time, the mother said, I want to do Hajj. Then Uwais was, oh man, I'm poor. I don't have anything. And she's uh, not in the best of health. How am I supposed to do this? But, she, but he didn't say no. He, he, uh. he devised a plan. So his plan starts with this. Uh, he's a poor guy. He collected money. He worked to collect money and buy himself a, a calf. So he bought a calf for him for himself. Yeah, and then he said, "Okay." And he goes to one of the highest mountain in, in Yemen. Yep, I'm gonna every day bring this calf to the top of the mountain and down every day. It's my oh, training. His gym, right? His gym. So he put his the calf on his shoulder and he wow. runs all the way to the top of the, of the mountain. And and he keeps for years he's doing that until the calf becomes a cow, and he has become strong. Wow. See people always mentioning that Uwais is crazy, right? Yeah, <laughs> Indeed, so this guy is crazy. Oh, but that's his. Uh, that's his. Uh, he, but he's determined to be Rulwalidain to to serve his mother. He's so wow. determined. Yeah. Then once he he has the strength, he carries his mother on his back from Yemen to Makkah and do do Haji. And then wow. okay, that itself <laughs> is mashallah. It's, yeah. Just to put that into perspective, imagine the distance from Yemen to Makkah and carrying your mother on your back. Just put that into perspective. Wow, that's Allah. Nowadays, we just take a two-hour plane ride and we feel like, oh, we're, we're tired and all. But imagine this this man, Yeah, he took his mom on his back to Makkah. Subhanallah. What's worse is that probably when you want to sponsor your parents to go for Umrah, you consider it a burden just to pay for that yeah. flight ticket, yeah. you know? Subhanallah. Yeah. And, then, and, 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 and uh, on that, sorry, uh, just want to add on that note because you mentioned about paying your parents for uh, Umrah, right? Or Hajj. Uh, Sheikh Ibn Uthaymin, rahimahullah, he said, if someone asks you, what is Birul Walidain? What is being beautiful to the parents? What, what does that mean? It's simply to be excellent towards both of the parents with one's words, actions, and wealth to the best uh, of his ability. Mashallah, mashallah. And what is opposite of that is al-ruquq. He said, disobedience. So that's yeah. what uh, Sheikh Ibn Uthaymin said. So I found that profound when, when we relate that to the, the stories that have been told here, subhanAllah. And then we have to remember that the pleasure of Allah is in the pleasure of the parents. And the anger of Allah is in the anger of the parents. So when when you know, when you see, subhanAllah, I, this reminds me of a story that I that I uh, recently heard um, by uh, it was a story about one of the, one of our righteous predecessors, uh, Salafus Saleh, by the name of Muhammad ibn Munkadir, rahimahullah ta'ala. He he died in the year 1930 uh, Hijri. So when his mother was angry at him, right? So this story, when his his mother was angry at him, he saw it in his mother's face. He did not try to even defend himself. But mom, let me explain myself to you. No, he didn't say that. Mm, but what did he do? What did he do? Take a guess. He lowered down his beard. He said, yeah, uh, yeah, it's something like that. But it's actually a, a bit more extreme than that. He was genuinely saddened by the fact that the mother got angry at him. So he placed his face on the ground and he swore by Allah. He said, Wallahi, I will not raise my head until she placed my foot on my cheek. Uh, 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 I, I, so how, how many of us 
would dare to do that, you know? Like, you, you, this floor is this this floor is <laughs> really dirty. I I wouldn't I wouldn't even you know. Your feet on my face, really? Your feet, oh, really? Yeah, you must be joking, mom. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah, and also, since we're on the story of the salaf, I have another story by. Um, Sorry, can, can you just finish the the, the yeah, yeah, yeah. just just yeah. the, 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 the so yeah, after, he fin- after he finished that hush, yeah. So he make doa. I think it was uh, at uh, Makkah Ibrahim. Yeah, there's one. Yeah. He make doa. So he make and he he was saying it out loud. And he and all his doa was Allah give paradise to my to my mother. Allah give wow. paradise to my mother. And then the mother was like, "Oh, it's for you, for you. What is for you? Allah no, Allah <laughs> paradise to my mother." Then say, Allah, "What's for you? What's for you? Make make uh, make uh, doa for you too." Look at that. Look, so, so, just a side, side comment. This is what Aziz is saying. See, your mother always wants what's best for you. Genuinely wants you yeah. for what's best for you. Even yeah. though you want what's for her, she's still like, come on, man. What about you? That we say, Wallah, mother, when you, when you see Allah, tell Allah to, pin, to bring me to, to paradise with you. Subhanallah. Wow. And, and because of that, because of that, Uwais, we had, had lepers. In, he's a, uh, someone who suffered from leprosy. Allah cured his lepers, his sickness, wow. until whatever uh, the small sign of a lep- uh, uh, body marks that's left mm. between his sh- uh, shoulder blades just to fulfill the prophecy later when he met Omar. Uh, that's how Omar recognized him. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And by, by the way, just, just a, side, uh, a bit of a side story for those who are you not familiar. Uwais Al-Qarni uh, from, from Yemen, right? Uh, yes, Yemen, was a yeah. tribe in Yemen. So he was somebody who lived during the lifetime of the Prophet wasallam, And there was one, but, but he has never met the Prophet wasallam. So actually there was one time where he did want to meet the Prophet wasallam, and he went to the household of the Prophet wasallam, but he wasn't in. Mm. But he had. He was, he was, set, uh, was sick. I think the prophet was sick. Oh, or he went right. to a, uh, a battle was... or something like that. I yeah. think he's uh, almost. Uh, well, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. But, but basically, he couldn't meet him. He couldn't meet mm. him. Yeah. And and so he was told, okay, just just wait for a while. Uh, maybe you know later on. But he wanted. He he had the urgency to go home to serve his mother. So mm. if you think about it from another angle. He gave up this one chance to be called a companion of the Prophet just to serve his mother. Can you imagine you and I today? If you want to understand how 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 amazing this is, imagine you only have one shot at getting knighted to be called, called sir, or maybe mm. just one shot, just one meeting with somebody to have a a title behind your name like a a, a doctor. Oh no, okay, doctor you have to work for it. But you know <laughs> dato, I mean? okay, okay, dato, easy, dato easy. Oh, to win a Nobel Prize or to get dato, you know, right, right. you have to get one million dollars. Yeah, yeah. One, mil- one minute. Well, okay, yeah, easy one. One million dollars, <laughs> right? You just have yeah. to meet somebody because what's the definition of a companion? Somebody mm. who met the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, even if it's momentary, even if you meet just for a while and then you die upon Iman, that's enough. That's yeah. all he had to do. It's not even a 10-minute meeting. Just one minute, khalas. <laughs> but he gave up that opportunity altogether in service of his mother. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. He mentioned that he will his mom uh, to meet the Prophet if it wasn't for his mom you know so subhanallah and and you see looking at all his what he did you know he he basically sacrificed himself just to please his mother and he puts his mother's needs first before any of his needs at all and that is why Allah raised his um, ranking you know um, even people might not know him he might be not not be famous around among people, but Allah raised his elevated his ranking and to the point that Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam mentioned that if Umar, if you meet uh, Uwais, 
ask Allah, ask uh, Him to ask forgiveness for you. Subhanallah. Yeah, subhanallah. Yeah, I yeah. just remember like just because uh, Brother Shami brought about uh, Muhammad bin uh, Al Munkadir. Uh, I, I there's a, one more story for about him. So one night, yeah. So he 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 I mean, he's always like this with his mother about legs and face. Eh? <laughs> so mm. another narration is like a he spent the night massaging his mom's leg, yeah. Throughout the to, to the point that that uh, he didn't he, uh, he he unable to pray the night the night prayer. Then Omar spent the night praying, but he can't. But but what did Muhammad Munkadir say? Wallahi, nothing is. Ha- But he likes to pray, say. But right now, I'm happier doing this, massaging the leg of his mother than praying at night. But and he's the guy who prays every night. Yeah, he does night prayer. Mashallah. Yeah, there's there's also a story about a man. He came to Al Hasan Al Basri, rahimahullah taala, and he said, "You know, my mom she prohibited me from fasting except for the obligatory fasts in Ramadan, and she also prohibited me to pray except the obligatory prayers, i.e., the fard prayers, the five times a day prayer." Then Al Hasan said. Abide her because those fasts are nafila, and those prayers are nafila. And nafila means supererogatory, extra deeds. Extra, yeah. yeah. So this is what uh, nafila means because those fasts and those prayers are nafila, and one of the greatest forms of obligations is being dutiful to your parents. Mm. And we do not give precedence to the extra acts in place of obligatory acts. So. So well, yeah. Uh, this, uh, the companions they, they they took the the the, the instruction of Prophet Muhammad and they really practice it. They, they really yeah. implement yes. it to their utmost highest level, gold yes. standard. Fully yeah. commit to it, huh? Inshallah. <laughs> Inshallah. I just want to add one more one more thing on on why uh, why this topic is important, and this is an important reminder for us men, and that is the loyalty to your parents will never change. So the number one will always be the number one. Let's just talk about both mother and father for now. It will always be them, no matter what ch- what happens in your life. And why do I say this? Is because for the women, once you get married, your number one allegiance is your husband. Your husband. The husband. And so there's a hadith where the Prophet Sallallahu says, "Any so woman who dies when her husband is pleased with her, she will enter paradise." Another hadith, the Prophet Sallallahu says, "When a woman prays five times a day, fast in Ramadan." Preserves her chastity and obeys her husband, she may enter the gates of paradise by any gates that she wishes for. Uh, Subhanallah, I just want to make a side comment about this. People like to look at this hadith from a negative perspective, saying that Islam is a very patriarchal, like obey the husband kind of thing. But look at it from a different perspective. This is a means that Allah has given a green card for women to enter paradise. You know, please your husband. It becomes something. Uh, like uh, you can, it's like a, automatically you can enter paradise through this means. Now imagine this is somebody you live with. Now for the men, even if you're married, because a lot of us, probably most of us, I could say that after you get married, you 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 live not not with your parents anymore, right? You you have your own uh, households, yeah. right? Yeah. And so to fulfill this, it's actually very difficult. You have to actually yes. go out of your way to make time and and serve your parents. But for the wife, mashallah, it's it's you're in the same household. You know, and 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 Subhanallah, this is uh, for us. This adds another layer of challenge for men. You're the breadwinner of your family, taking care of your family. You got your careers. On top of that, don't forget your number one role is your parents. So that's really the dilemma and the challenge of setting the tone for this discussion. And also, just a side note as well. It's an important takeaway point for the sisters to take note. Your husband, his number one will always be his mother and father. Right. Even that, that fact itself, sometimes it's, uh, 
we can see that we can chat, we can uh, answer back. Actually, it's not it's not a hundred percent patriarchal um, role, yeah. Because see, the husband, end of the day, he's still under the advice or the uh, request of his mother. Mother first, so the, yeah. Yeah. So actually, uh, actually patriarchal true. to his wife, yeah, but not to his mother. Yeah. Subhanallah, that's true, Akhi. You imagine, you can be the CEO of the greatest company in the world, you can be a king, but if your mother is still alive, I'm sorry, she is the number one person, you know. <laughs> you can be the number one leader in the world, you can be, you can lead the whole like Dhul Qarnayn, but if you got your mother, um, you, she's still the one you have to obey, you know. Like, can, can I bring one more story? Like, uh, this is, uh, I think this is a scholar in the past, yeah. So he, he teaches hadith, and in one of his sitting, thousands of students come. So one day he, he bought to, Open up uh, his, uh, his, he was teaching his hadith, and then somebody from his household came like, hey, like, come on. So then, like, then, then he just, without saying anything, he just stepped up and, and went away. And then all his students were like, wow, what's going on? Mm. You know, this guy's from Egypt, well, from Iraq, he's coming here. You know? <laughs> then he went, he took some time, uh, then he came back after some time. And said, so where did he go? Oh, that's uh, my family member told me my mom wants me to go feed the chicken. <laughs> so wow. I gotta go feed the chicken. Wow. <laughs> and, and another scholar, he, his father is a normal, is a normal, is commoner, but he wants, to, he treats his parents like royalties. You know, like um, uh. when he goes for he goes for lectures. So he, sometimes he even he's a scholar. Sometimes he 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 also uh, attend other 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 lecture other scholars uh, talk. Yeah? Um, so he, he makes sure because he he's, he's he's like the best one of the top uh, student of knowledge. So he always sits at the front row and he makes sure that the one next to him is his father. Even though his father is a normal commoner. Oh, he makes sure that this is for my father. Eh? Right in front ah, of the sheikh. We see so many role models uh, in our religion, be it from the Sahaba, the companions, the, the Tabi'in, up to our scholars. They really know the rights of the parents and therefore they fulfill it to their utmost ability. So... In light of all of those um, stories and role models, um, we just want to take a step back and come back to the present. And inshallah, we want to see how can we, uh, in light of all these uh, lessons, how do we fulfill our parents' rights? Uh, also in light of our work-life balance and all our other responsibilities. And uh, want to throw in something interesting here. For every point that we mention that perhaps is a benefit, we want to make it an action item. So basically, uh, it's like a homework thing where, where uh, we can try to apply it in our daily lives, how uh, according to what we, we can to our parents. And inshallah, um, perhaps in another session, we can come back to all these points and discuss it, how easy it is or um, how challenging it is to implement it or how successful we are in implementing it. So perhaps uh, we can go through the hows now. How can we... Can I just uh, these uh, share, share one, one comment by Sheikh Sulaiman Wahili? So he said, right, right. Right then, the, 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 the branches is so many, so many mm. branches. There's so many ways, so many doors for you to do this. But it doesn't... But there's five basic common themes for all those many uh, deeds that we can do. So he said, number one is be good to them in in all sorts of goodness, cool, everything like what Shami said just now about what uh, means, uh, definition of goodness comes from a lot. Your wealth, your action, your speech, your dua, all goodness. Number mm -hmm. two is stay, uh, protect them from any, from being, from being, uh, from, from any harm or being hurtful or being hurt. Okay, so protecting them. So protecting first them, is generally yeah. giving them goodness and number two is protecting them. Protecting them from being, yeah, yeah. Uh, to be hurt and also being uh, harm. 
Yeah. And third is make them happy. Make them happy. Number four is lower yourself tawaduk to, towards them. And, and, and number five is doa. So th- this is the common theme. But under this branch, there's so many else. Yeah. yeah. So these are the, the five main things and then there's so many branches under them, right? That's right. Mm, Sounds simple, but... <laughs> yeah, it's true. We can... It's simple, yeah. but it's not... Simple and easy is not the same thing, yeah? Let's put it's it just said and done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Simple is not necessarily easy. Yeah, not that's right. <laughs> but necessary. <laughs> I see what you do. Yeah. I think one of our, our teachers, Sheikh Hussein Yi, always tell us to... to the basic things you can do, at least make, communicate with them, right? True. No, yeah. Even though as a simple one-minute phone call, call them frequently. If you can call them daily, call them daily. If you can, call, like, before going to bed, just tell, hey, how, uh, like, uh, mom or ma, I just want to tell you something amazing at work today. Or, or you know, uh, your yeah, grand... Yeah, they like it, right? That's right. They enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, you know, your, yeah. grand, your grandchild did a new skill today. <laughs> something like actually, that, no? Actually, that's the most important point. Like, when your parents reach old age, right, for example, they are not so busy with um, daily life, like going to work and all. And what they really value at that point of time is, you know, care and communication. They just want yeah. their, their children to, to uh, take care of them, you know, because um, as we know, the human progression, when you are a small child, you, uh, you are so in need of your parents. And then when you become an adult, you are, you are independent, uh, Perhaps you can you can work on your own, and when you become old, um, you deteriorate you deteriorate in your health, yeah. and then your emotions also come back to almost like being a child, you know, to, to a certain extent. So you you are you are needy. You feel like um, you're emotionally there is an emotional uh, vacuum that needs to be filled. That um, you value a lot of care and attention. So. This is an important point uh, when we think about how we can serve our parents better. They, what they really want in that advanced age is that uh, care and attention. This is this is something that that's uh, uh, perhaps we can think about more. Yeah, actually, what what you said, Reza, mashallah, is actually mirrored in a, in ayah in Surah Yasin. Actually, mm. so Allah says towards the end of Surah Yasin, "Waman nu'amirhunakisufilkhalqi yaqilun." Those who we grant long life, we reverse him in creation. Will they not think about this? So when you read the tafsir from Ibn Kathir, he talks about this and he quotes another ayah from Surah Al-Rum where the meaning of is, Allah created you in weakness, he gave you strength, and then go back to weakness again. Mm. So this is ex- exactly what you said. This is the human life cycle. We start in a state of weakness as babies. We can't even walk. We learn how to crawl. We learn how to walk. And then we learn how to climb. And, and then we gain some strength. But over time, our strength deteriorates. And part of our serving our parents is about recognizing this. And it's not just about the physical strength. It's also about the emotions as well. You know how kids get upset very quickly? I've seen elderly people, they they do get upset very quickly. One of my my own family members who passed away uh, years ago, I did see this. Like when, when her health deteriorated a lot, she gets upset very quickly. And you know, it's, it's actually difficult to deal with this because maybe you dealt with them before in a way that they weren't like this. Mm, and suddenly yeah. you're like, oh, suddenly like this. So you can't expect to be the same. You have to be flexible enough to change your attitudes towards them. And you have to always increase in your own sabar because it's yeah. your response to them that will be accountable in the sight of Allah. 
Yeah. And we have to always remember this hadith, right? وَمَنْ يَتَصَبَّرْ يُصَبِّرْهُ اللَّهُ Whoever tries to be patient, Allah will make him patient. So re- remember, when it comes to treating your parents, this skill of putting up with them, especially understanding the cycles that they go through as they age, this is a part of you practicing that, developing your own patience. Mashallah. That's true, mashallah. I just want to bring this, it back. Uh, this, uh, the quote I heard, like, um, when they are in the position of, of power, when you were weak when you mm. when you when you're in weak state they spend their time over you and now when you are in a position of power mm. why don't you spend the same resources when they are in the weak when they are in the reverse that uh, yeah. condition mm. give them the same care right and subhanallah yeah. you know just for those of you who are parents you know it does take some training right to deal with your children's tantrums yeah they have negative the the kind of their misbehaviors right So I mean if you can deal with that with your children aren't your parents who are more deserving of your patience and your good attitude towards them aren't they more deserving of you to put up with that masyaallah yeah definitely definitely indeed indeed masyaallah i just want to bring it back to uh, the surah surah al-isra when brother shahmi mentioned before just to continue the ayah after allah mentioned that you should not worship anything except him and to your parents do ihsan The continuation of the ayah is whether one or both of them reach old age with you, say not to them as much as oof and do not repel them and speak to them a noble word and lower to them the wing of humility out of mercy and say, my Lord, have mercy upon them as they have brought me up when I was small. So this this passage is perfectly encapsulates, you know, when, when your parents reach old age, you might have to uh, extend more sabr and more humility more mercy towards them and subhanallah it just brings me goosebumps when i when i read this ayah it's like perfectly uh, described by allah this is what uh, we should uh, pay attention to yeah, and and, and allah allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he purposely put you know reach all age right specifically yeah, exactly. in response to just you know when 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 you have father and when you have your parents still with you or uh, you know uh, It's there. It's it's there in the clear that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala said Al Kibar, right? The, uh, when when they reach old age, so that means something. That means that when they reach old age, they need they need more care. They need more attention, like like what we have discussed like earlier on. All of that's this. That's tawadu, right? That's tawadu. Tawadu is tawadu, yeah. you lower down yourself, even though you know you're stronger. That's tawadu. Mm, Mashallah. Yeah. It's not by force. It's by choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the That's point good. also that uh, Reza and Ami mentioned. Sometimes the parents, you see, when we talk about serving your parents, being dutiful, giving them the best treatment, sometimes the the the, the thoughts that go in our head, especially what Shaitan tries to plan, is that oh, this is very difficult. This is very taxing. But a lot of the times, simply by just contacting them and just talking mm-hmm. nicely, just that social, uh, how to say that that social. Uh, fulfillment yeah you know yeah. It, it makes them happy actually even if it's short amounts of time like if you, if you have children right just for them to talk to their grandchildren just have some laughs here and there that just even just yeah. that short burst can uplift yeah. their day you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. True, true. and so what can, we can more like by, by consulting them like even though you might ah, yes. be a really genius smart person yeah exactly. top flyer whatever yeah. talk to them like mom like i have this issue yeah yeah what do you think yeah a b and yeah. c 
Yeah, right. you might have already resolved it. Yeah, resolved it. But that's it. not the point. That's not the. <laughs> that's not the point. Let <laughs> them feel important. Yeah, especially the mothers. Yeah, by the way, because the the feeling that they want to because like uh, Aziz highlighted, right? They always want what's good for you, right? So they always want to play a part in making your life better. Yes, so yes. when you consult them and you give them this opportunity, it's kind of like it, it makes them happy. They feel like they're making you happy, but how do you like to win-win, right? <laughs> yes. And most of the time, most of the time, I think most of the time, you'll find better, better suggestion from them. Ah, uh, so yeah. <laughs> you yeah. might come, I, I know all, but don't worry, I just give it a go. But if you have, if you have a, a a hobby that is similar to your mom, that's Ooh, a plus. Oh, that's a good man. <laughs> For me, Mashallah. it's gardening. I always oh, ask her. Like, oh, she, she really likes it. She really loves it. We talk. We talk a lot about gardening. Mashallah. So we share. She share a lot with me because yeah, she's more experienced than me, right? Yeah. Then that's one of the thing that bonds us. Mashallah. So. Team with life, brother. Difficult to find. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. So that's a really good tip. Try yeah. to find something that you can have in common with your parents, mm-hmm. and make it kind of like your thing, like your your bonding thing. And speaking of like uh, what uh, Ame said about the foot massage, right? I remember Sheikh Hussein, uh, Sheikh Hussein Yi. He said that he has this thing amongst his siblings. He has this one unique thing. And by the way, Sheikh Hussein Yi, he he's he's Chinese. He he reverted to Islam. And uh, some of his siblings are still not yet Muslim, so he, he was treating his mother, who at the time was not yet was was also non-Muslim. He has this special thing that he can foot massage his mother. All his oh, other wow. siblings can't do that, and wow. so whenever he meets her, he, he like she always looks forward to this special time, <laughs> and. And you know she she like for a for a long time she she didn't want to embrace Islam she wasn't interested but he kept on doing this and this gave him that edge that unfair advantage you know when I think about uh. Hussein like this is the this is the foot massage guy this is my special guy and uh, Subhanallah like uh, she actually said the shahada just before she died. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. That's an easy when you think about it, it's an easy way to Jannah, you know. But it's mm, you, you, yeah. without having to do all the obligations, subhanallah. And <laughs> that I would imagine how happy Sheikh Hussein would uh, oh, you know would have would have been back then, subhanallah. Absolutely. Yeah, and so, so you know, talking about like like be happy, like something's like you you sometimes there's a lot of um, Uh, encouragement for you to have a good character, to be like have a noble character, because one of the people's observation when they see a good fine gentleman, the first thing they say, his parents must be an absolute uh, mm. character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Preserve the the dignity of your parents by you being noble, you being uh, a good person. Mm. Interesting take. That's true. That's mm. true. Yeah, actually, by the way, I just wanted to wrap up this idea about making them happy with these small little kindness acts, right? The idea is this. We always quote this hadith and I want to take it back to this as well. The deeds most beloved to Allah are those done consistently even if they are small. Even if it's calling them, just making nice jokes, whatever, just just uplifting their days, just little bits and pieces of that. That's so much more memorable than what a lot of people do today. They neglect this part and then when it comes to Mother's Day, everyone's like, oh, we're going to buy big gifts and all these things, right? You know? Yeah. You take that one year at the end of the year or whatever. You take them for a big expensive holiday, and then and then when their parents are still upset, they're like, "Oh, come on! I spent all this and they're not happy." With me. That's not the mm. way you should treat it. You know, the, the way you should yeah. do it is like try to invest a little bit, little bit, little bit. That is so much more meaningful to them. And by the way, like doing these things usually doesn't cost you money. Yeah, that, that's the thing we have mm. to remember. You know, yeah. Oh, subhanallah. Just, just remember that time for them, right? Yeah, Allah. time. 
Yeah, amazing. Yeah. One, of our, one of our teachers, Aziz, so he met his sheikh. Eh? So, so he shared his uh, sheikh in Medina tell about one of the famous student of knowledge is a, is a, is a very high-ranking CEO in, 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 in Saudi. Eh? Oh, so, so he went to his... Uh, so he, this sheikh's father is friends with uh, this person's father, yeah? that is uh, CEO father. So he went to that person's house. Yeah? And to his surprise, CEO of a big organization company is like a waiter at home to his father. <laughs> the waiter, yeah. Stand by at the door. Let the father come in with the, the guest, sit down. He stay, he sits at the at the side of the entrance, looking at the dad, like a dad, give me the signal for, for tea. Okay, tea comes. MashaAllah. Uh, for, for sweets. That gives the signal, he comes with the sweets. Uh, this guy is uh, easily uh, uh, a boss to 20,000 employees, yeah? easily, easily. Wow. <laughs> Global corporation, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remembered, I remembered when we were in uh in Medina who uh, uh we we had the weekly meetings with the, the, one of the sheikh in in their ha- homes right so i remember that um almost uh, every week without failure he has a son by the name of Tariq Tariq yeah mm-hmm. so Tariq he was always you know he was always around you know even though i know uh, he, because because he is he's in my in, in in the same kuliah as i am and to be honest with you, we have a lot of assignments back, uh, you know, during that time, that particular period of time. So, I know for a fact that you would want to spend your time, your your night, to actually do the assignments and to do some read-ups, right? But when when we came to the we came over to the sheikh's place, you know, Tariq was always there, you know, uh, you know, uh, always has his feet, you know, ready to subhanallah to to serve his his father uh, our sheikh so he he was always you know um there around you know lurking so this is one of the things he's like, always ready yeah he's always uh, <laughs> yeah it's like lurking around around, like around the corner like around, around the, the corner the wall and, and like oh what, what is he what <laughs> yeah and and if he's not there if he's not there the sheikh only need to ring you know miss call give him a miss call and he will come right out he will come right out of the house. Yeah, and then and then he would never let his father carry the food, right? Even though the food was for like we we have like um uh you know commonly fifteen of us will come, and the food is was was in a very large tray, mm. and uh, uh, you know um, a mountain mountain full of rice with you know chicken and stuff like that, right? We we were sharing those those delicious food, mashallah, and he was the only one who carried, even though he had to carry like three trays. You know, uh, back and forth from the house into the the guest house. So imagine. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> I, I I was thinking like I was thinking when when we compare this guy, you know, Tariq, with with someone maybe like a like a, like an average. Because with me, compared with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Compare, compare it with me. How, how would I? When I'm at home, right? When I'm at home, I have, I was, uh, you know, I thinking. This this might be embarrassing to myself, right? But uh, who cares? Uh, this we 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 all acknowledging we, yeah. this. Like, we, we, sharing, all, yeah. we 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 have all a lot of shortcomings in this. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So when the when when visitors come, no, I I usually need need to have my mom, you know, t- uh, tell me to carry the stuff from the kitchen, you know, to to that uh, to 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 the living room, for example. In con- in contrast to Tariq, for example, he's waiting for the father. To give him, you know, uh, to just give him a sign or something, right? But for me, subhanallah, I, Allah, may Allah forgive me, may Allah forgive every one of us. I mean, like, I mean, 
like you have to actually uh Shami, come here i need you to do this to do this mm. and then we we, we we will bring the tray out you know to send 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 it out and then we just sit down and no uh not not waiting for any other further instructions you know just just like you know maybe because we were grumbling along the way allah <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. like, you know, you know okay. i heard i heard this really among, among, among <laughs> the way you would say like mom uh, why, why, why do i have why do i have to do this you know why, why, why can't you let why can't you let the, the other brothers for this the sister I'm, do I'm this i'm carrying under three here <laughs> you know, i heard this like let's call it to be fair to be someone who's fair is you do something that your your that your that your parents like Mm-hmm. Let's be fair. Mm-hmm. To be a son is doing the things that like before they actually before yeah. the the command uh, comes out of the mouth. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. This is the amazing point actually. The story of the CEO and the story of Tariq. These are actually examples, real life examples of how to do a son to your parents. You know. Yes. So uh, in actual fact, shows, sorry, and it shows yeah. that it can be done in this day and age. Exactly. It can be done. Ah, yeah. It's not just the story of the past. It's not. No, it's 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 yeah. doable. Like we just yeah. need to know that we just uh, need to have the know-how, right? Yeah, and then you know, I, since you say that, I don't want somebody else who's listening now thinking, yeah, but they're different level. Come on, <laughs> no, man. No, no, <laughs> we can all do it, you know. We just yeah. have to try again. We want to start back to the point where Shami said we all have to admit we have flaws in this. That's the mm. first point, and then we move up from there. Yeah. Although I see, I see, I see one of the uh, people who attended halakha like student of knowledge. When I look at them, Shalom, huh? there's one who always attend with the father, but he never sits same level with the father and never walk in front of the father. Never walk oh, together with the father. Oh, mashallah. Then, then I say, wait, oh, I see, is this a sunnah? Uh, this is about Abu Hurairah. You know, he say never walk same level to your father, and then mm. uh, and never sit higher than your father. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, mashallah. <laughs> yeah, just a, just a side side point on that, right? You know how the term mummy's boy when we throw it inside in during the school days people get very embarrassed yeah. they get very yeah. annoyed they get very angry but subhanallah yeah. if you look at it from an islamic point of view if you are a mummy's boy mashallah you are the champion you are the champ wow i love this this is a complete paradigm shift right you know like yeah. back in school if your parents were like controlling and then people were like <laughs> mummy's boy you're like mom come on right like oh subhanallah now <laughs> mummy's boy proud of it Yeah, now it's CEO, right? CEO like doing this with his uh, like serving his par- their parents in that way. Oh, like wow, yeah. this is my hero. So that's really the kind of paradigm shift that we should aim for, you know. <laughs> and, 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 and the story, yeah, right? uh, the story. He actually also forces his his uh, uh, young kids to greet his father, like like oh, like the, the grandparents come, the kids like go go crazy on on like uh, out of uh, excitement that the, oh, the, the okay. grandparents are there. Oh, nice. oh. Like stage, pretty but he, it works all the time, you know. <laughs> I, I can't even do that. I, I, I can't even. I can't even pre-stage that. Subhanallah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and I in the Quran about this. Ah, wayan kalibu ila ahlihi masrura to return to their uh, their family in a state of happiness. Mm-hmm. So Mashallah. try to act like that in this dunya, so that you can have that privilege in the akhirah to meet your family in a state of happiness. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean. But but I would uh, I would say that you know the, coming back to the term mummy's boy, right? Yeah. Some some of us, some of the people today, they might view that negatively in in the sense that, you know, mommy's boy, like you're 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 25, you're 25, and you you you're supposed to find work, but you're still living in your mom's place, and your mom feeding every food, every ah. morsel of food into your into your mouth, 
and and then uh, providing you with money and stuff like that and uh and you asking you asking your mother to you know give the things that you want like so this is like i i think it's like a twisted a twisted mm. uh, interpretation of that term wasted opportunity yeah, yeah. wasted opportunity. Waste, waste opportunity like it could have been solely for uh, solely means like what what uh, brother faisal have said like you serve them not the other way around but mm. now i see people some somehow use this term to as as like a, as a slur to mm. uh, to to embarrass yeah. you know um. this 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 type of boys or um, you know uh, man man child or something like that so mm. subhanallah because sometimes you don't have to be rich to serve your parents in, in terms of your wealth because i think exactly. uh, this yep. one uh, companion yep. who 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 works so hard but he only got two dates of as reward and he always give one date to his uh, to his mother another date is for his entire family oh, so this is uh, uh, i mean he's not a rich person but he still try his best to 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 be dutiful to his uh, to his parents Mm. So basically, everyone has got their own capacities, and it's up to us basically to think outside the box. Actually, to try to outdo yourself and to outdo what your parents think, and yeah. just do extra. You know, that take the initiative. Like for example, if you know that they like to eat something, don't wait for them to ask for it. Ah. You take, take it to them. You know. Yeah. yeah. Mashallah. Mashallah. So. Guys, I'm curious to know, like, um, you guys, I, mashallah, you guys are working 24/7. Um, unlike me, I'm 24/7, no right? lah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, just, you're giving, just, uh, you're giving uh, me too much labor. credit, Aki. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> that's against the law. <laughs> that's against the law. Good, that's good. And my wife wouldn't allow me, also. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Uh, yeah. So, so I just want to see, um, you know, what are the tips that you can give to to me and also to to the listeners out there. Like how, how we can actually balance, find the balance between being dutiful to our parents and you know actually juggle it with your work-life balance, uh, your work, your life, and your children, your wives. So how how what what are the practical tips that you can offer us? Inshallah. So I think like what Ami highlighted was very good. Like try to consult them. And I, I realized that, for example, because my, mashallah, my father has been in the corporate world for yeah over thirty years already, still working right now. Mashallah. And uh, I, 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 I realized that when I consult him about things like, but how do you handle like staff who are lazy? Yeah? Mm. Oh, he gets excited. He wow. he'll he'll talk, mm. and that kind of engagement alone. Uh, stimulates this kind of uh, connection between you and him, because mm-hmm. uh, you, I realized that while I was growing up. He couldn't tell me those stories because you know this little boy, right? He, yeah. <laughs> that's this disconnect, right? But yeah. when now at an age where we have this thing in common, and so yeah, like what Aziz said, like the gardening thing, which is fantastic, by the way. But yeah, you don't have to think of something too much out of the box. Just try mm-hmm. and look for these common grounds, and mm-hmm. sometimes you know just to be able to release the, that that to have somebody to talk to that that really elevates their mood. Mashallah. You must Mashallah. find for it, right? You must search for it. Search for it. Had, yeah. And then one more thing about balance. We always have this um, wrong mindset about balance, right? We have to treat our our own family two hours and then our parents two hours and others for two hours. Uh, it's not like that, right? It's not, yeah. Balance is how do you treat your priorities? So maybe mm. with your parents, you can uh, just give a call five minutes, a quality Quality, quality conversation. conversation. Quality, mm, quality nice. over quantity. Yeah. Mm, nice. Yep. And also, also uh, be my helpful to the in-laws as well. They don't know anymore. <laughs> just your parents. <laughs> yeah. But you know the priorities, yeah. but yeah, do not neglect them. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. 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 It's about using your resourceful to be beautiful to your parents. Uh, part of your resource is your wife and your kids. So that's, uh, you can't be beautiful yeah. to your parents all the time. Sometimes you need their, their help. And you know, yeah. if they do that, reward your family, your direct family for that. Reward your wife. Compliment them when they when they are nice to your to your parents. Mashallah, Compliment them. Been, Compliment your kids great, when yeah. they are nice to your parents, and and yeah. punish them when they do it otherwise. Yeah, yeah. Mashallah. And by the way, you I, do I just, it to, do it to the in-laws as well. You do it. You do the same to your in-laws as well. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So, so talk a bit about the conversation thing. I personally, I'm I'm a very conversation guy. I really enjoy good conversations, as we can see from the podcast. But yeah. anyway, <laughs> uh, putting that aside, uh, there's a lot of practical benefits to having regular conversations with your parents because number one, it leads you to understand them better. Mm. This is so important, so important because every human being is unique. Everyone has unique triggers. What gets them upset? What makes mm. them happy? What makes them kind of annoyed? And the more you talk to them about their past experiences, and then you pick up details like, oh, that thing annoyed you. Huh? I didn't know that. Mm. Because the same life events that you've gone through together with them, you don't know what's going on in their heads, right? Yeah. It could be the same thing that you went through in your childhood, but back back then you didn't understand. But when you talk talk back about this, and I, I always have these conversations. Like I, I'm very I'm very like honest with my my father, for example, because he he I remember one time he wanted to place me in a different school because he was he thought it was better. So he he was like, yeah, I'm so happy that since you went to that school, you you got better in your grades. But I said, you know what, pa? Actually, when you did that, that really hurt my feelings because that I I that that separated me from my friends. Say, oh yeah, really? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but it's okay. It's okay. I mean, I'm I'm happy with that. I'm what, what you said is correct. But back then, that's what it is. But now I understand the wisdom behind it. And and Subhanallah, just having this conversation just brings a lot of depth to your own life together mm. now. And and that that kind of like that, there's a bonding to that. So even the things which I like, uh, which made me upset, I I will tell my mother like, well, back then when you did this, it was like this, but. Alhamdulillah, that was definitely the best for me. So thank you for that. Yeah, mashallah, mashallah. And you know, you know this thing good. about thanking them, right? This is one of the things that I, I really recommend. This is not just, that, this is something I recommend even to your own friends and your co-workers. Thank them for something specific that they did for you. Because a lot of times, people don't realize that that's valuable to them. You know what I mean? Mm, I, I, yeah. I sometimes get these random messages from people, oh, thank you, bro. What you said here, it really moved me. I said, oh, really? I didn't I, I didn't think that was so, uh, like, so significant, you know? I just sort of said it, you know? And then, mm. likewise, your parents, you should do this too. You kind of think that they should know that I appreciate that. No, 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 don't do that. Tell them, you know, I'm so grateful that you taught me how to do this because of that, I get value for this. And they will be really surprised. And I've I've done this recently with my mother, and then she's like, "Wow, I'm I'm so happy that you said that. I'm so happy to hear your validation in this." I'm like, mm. oh wow, she's happy to hear that. And so yeah. I I this makes you when you go through this exercise, right? It also makes you grateful for who you are, because the more I grow older, the more I realize that so many of my own characteristics were actually from my parents. So mm-hmm. the, the characteristics of my dad, I, I I do that in that category, and for my mother, I do that in this category, and I'll thank them for that. And then they realize that, wow, thank you. So simple things like that. Mashallah. Mashallah. Another thing about thanking your parents, right? I mean, they've done so much for you when you were growing up. And now, perhaps you have been uh, granted some knowledge, for example. A great way to thank them is that within your capacity, you share the knowledge, the shari'i knowledge, for example. Mashallah. Because this is a, a way of honoring them and you in the end you want to be together with them in jannah right so yeah. it's it's towards jannah together and uh, yeah. mashallah uh, this i think this is an amazing thing that 
even some of the brothers, uh, I think Brother Faisal already uh, implement this in his family. He he makes a weekly class with his uh, family, right? That's an amazing takeaway point that we can do what within our own capacities yeah. um, to to just share the knowledge and perhaps they will gain so much benefit from that. Yeah. Sharing oh, by the way, just, just the since best, you mentioned that, right? People, yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah. By the way, since you mentioned that, right? If you're going to say this now, probably people in, in people's heads are like, I can't teach my family anything. I don't have knowledge. <laughs> Who am I? So don't don't look at it as, that way. Don't, again, like what Ame highlighted, don't look at it as, you, you're, as if you're teaching your parents. That's not the case. Look at it mm. as a study group that we're reading the yeah. book together. Yeah. I'm going to read it, read it out and please do share and correct me if I got this understanding wrong. So change the perception Allah, of that. Yeah, yeah. Allah, mm-hmm. Allah, Allah. And then you build together as a family because uh, I think Ami highlighted this, right? You, you want to you give da'wah to them. Don't come with a mindset that you're correcting them. Mm. Right? Try to come it from an angle that we like are sharing together. Ah, yeah. sharing. Just a sharing session. This is a sharing exactly, session. Exactly. Or yeah. consulting them or you're actually consulting them to correct your mistakes. Yeah, that's yeah. a bit better. Like, actually yeah. for parents. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Some some situation, right? We may have disagreement with our parents, right? For example, indeed, indeed. Yeah. I want to study here, but mm. you want to study there. So, um, usually uh, in Malaysia, we have this, if you don't follow your parents, you would be like... A, Another um, haka, how to say that then? Disobedient <laughs> child. Disobedient child. child. Yeah. So being disagree, I think it's not um, disobedient. You can ah, always disagree in most excellent way. You tell him mm, why ah. you want to be here. Not that's true. I don't want to be here, yeah. and you, yeah. you have a fight, argument. Yeah, you're always like this, Dad. <laughs> yeah. Come on, yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to do that, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we have excellent. Okay. Room. And then, you and can then. use your use your um, how to say um, your, your wisdom. Yeah, use your wisdom. Your uh, in how to say um, but how, how do you how do you mean? Uh, in delivering the 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 message. Yeah, yeah. Delivering. Yeah, use your communication skill. Communication skill. Ah. Use it at your at office at oh. with your friends with yeah, your. Yeah, yeah. Other mm-hmm. people, but That's great. when it comes to your parents, you just like you want to fight. Confrontational. That's interesting because um, Sheikh Saleh Al Munajid, uh, he in 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 one of his uh, talks, he he mentioned there are three things that you are not compelled to follow if your if your parents instruct instruct you to do so. So um, the second the second point is actually. If they instruct you to do something that has no connection to birul walidain, mm. okay, yeah. So, so for example, if they instruct you to study in a program, so he he said this. So this example, you know, uh, is exactly what brother Aziz said. Like, if if they instruct you to, to study in a program that you don't want to be in, mm. and that has no benefit in uh, this, and that program, even though they ask you to 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 study that program, but it has no benefit to them. Right. Uh, For example, okay. like maybe um, just just a just a random example. Maybe uh, study uh, programming or something. Right. What what can you benefit your your parents with programming? Like how how, how can you be benef- how can you benefit them with that knowledge you obtain? Right. So, but they want you to study that. So the chef said, um, "You are not compelled to abide them in this." However, he said, "If you do, 
because simply you want to attain that reward, right? Being dutiful to your parents, then inshallah, Allah will reward you. But if you don't, then it's no no sin whatsoever, inshallah. So I think that's important to understand because many many of the many of the the, the people that I've met in my life, they felt like as if if they don't if they don't abide in this, that they they are so sinful that there's it's as if that they have no way out out of hell, you know, out of jahannam. Mm. So there is like very yeah, and it has got to do with the things that you like as well, and it it's also for your your mental health and stuff like this, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, we need to understand that. Actually, I just want to add on that as well because there are some experiences that I, I've experienced, I've, I've I've witnessed myself. So some people who are listening out there might say that maybe their parents, maybe they might feel that there are certain aspects of the the way that their parents raise them are not the best. Right? I'm just putting yeah. it lightly. Mm-hmm. You understand mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. for example, there are two ways. There there are a few perspectives. So for example, you have this term called tiger moms. Have you heard of that? Yeah. So parents are very like forceful. You have to do this and do this, do this, and sometimes like it 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 can be a bit uh, difficult because the reason why they want you to pursue certain career paths or tell you to study certain places is actually to kind of for them to claim that prestige. Oh, my yeah. son Aziz studied in Harvard. You know, like like yeah. these conversations do exist. Oh, yes. but my son he got first class. Like they like to <laughs> sell the the achievements of their children like a badge. It's like this a trophy, is, trophy to them. That's right. <laughs> like that's a medal. Right. Yeah, that does exist. That does exist, and we cannot we cannot deny this does exist. Yeah. But just because the, and and look, we're not saying it's easy, but that's 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 their part. You still have your obligation. To treat them with kindness and respect. Yes. Mm. So what you can mm. do is, like as you said, you can disagree, but you learn the skills of negotiation, mm-hmm. to talk nicely, yep. develop your EQ. Perhaps maybe you know you can find a way around it. But at the end of the day, yeah, you still have your obligations as a, as a child. Also, maybe sometimes I've seen some families. This is this is very very common that even their, when their kids are grown up, their parents still kind of consider their kids like just kids. They don't mm. listen to their opinions. Yeah, they kind yeah, of... Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's yeah. very obvious, like when they talk to other people or even sometimes their own daughter, like children-in-law, they're, they're very respectful. But when it comes to their own daughters or their sons, they suddenly become very condescending. They're like, I just shut up. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. obvious. Yeah, it does happen. Be patient. This is yeah. just the test that Allah has given you. Yes. You have to understand the reality of this life. Allah has declared that we have created mankind in difficulty and hardship. And this mm-hmm. is your challenge for you. We have to remember that all of the prophets of Allah were also tested with unique tests and many of them were tested with difficult family members. Some of them even disobedient fathers. So, I mean, this is a test for you. So, take it as a test. Take it as a way that Allah wants to bring out the best character in you. Look at it from that perspective. Yeah, that's true. Mm, and also, as long as your parents not gonna burn you in fire, that's still better than that. Yeah, inshallah. Ah, that's true. I think you're referring to Ibrahim. Yeah, Ibrahim. Indeed, that's right. Uh, okay. <laughs> Catapult you into a giant fire. Into a blazing flame, yeah? Blazing yeah. flame, yeah. yeah. I've never heard anyone gone to that extent yet. So yeah, <laughs> you're still good, my friends. <laughs> inshallah. And, it's and difficult. Then, it's, a, it's a real problem. Yeah, yeah. Allah is a test for you, yeah? Yeah. And, and Allah will not test you if, if He knows that you can't bear with that. Yeah? Exactly. Get, get, that's an excellent point. Yes, Allah yeah. will not test you unless He knows that you're capable of dealing with it. Always mm. have, always take it back to Tawheed of your belief in Qadar. That whatever unique test that Allah has given you that didn't give to anyone else, Allah gave you because He knows that you have that level of Iman to handle it. Put mm. that trust in Allah. 
make yeah. dua to Allah to grant you that patience. That's true. Yeah, that's patience, true. patience, and also and also having that wisdom is also very important. For for instance, maybe the listeners out there they they might be Muslims, but their parents are not, right? So mm, we right. might have uh, um, non-Muslim parents. Yeah. So how how do you actually handle you know how do you actually be uh, you know um, be dutiful to them? So one of the things that again Sheikh Salih Al Munajid he brought he brought in uh, one one of the I think it's good it's a very good example. For instance, when when their parents are Christians and then they are going to the they are going to the church right, and then they would want you to send them to the church right, and you are a Muslim. So how do you deal with this? So he said you have to. Number one, you have to say that oh I I can't, but do it in the best way because being sending them to the church is actually, you know, uh, is is something that is frowned upon in Islam because because the right of Allah is above the right of the parents and you by sending your parents to to do something that Allah is not pleased with, then this is this is actually. Um, you know, violating the rights of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. But what you can do, he said, is that when they when they call you to fetch them from the church, you go because this is mubah. This is nothing wrong with this because you're just taking them and bringing them back, uh, bringing them back to their their, their homes, their, their their house. So you do this. In fact, in fact, you don't have to wait until they call call you, but you wait. You wait for them nearby. And when it's time to for them to, to to go out, then you can go and actually take them and fetch them from from the house and go back to the uh, fetch them from the church. Wait, 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 it's different. Sending sending to the church and taking back to the house is two different things, correct? Yeah, two different yeah. things. Mm. Two okay, to to the uh to, to to the houses of worship is uh something that is not recommended in Islam at all. And going back is something mubah, meaning something that is permissible, and in fact it can be uh, rewarded by Allah if you have the correct intention, inshallah. So these are the things that um, you know the wisdom that we have to gather by seeking knowledge and you know asking the, the people of knowledge or asking those who have the same experiences as you as you do, and inshallah you can apply it in your in your daily lives. This is just one ex- one of many examples. And also maybe to just to give some some uh, upliftment and motivation. Yeah. To our brothers and sisters whose parents might not be yet be Muslim, you're you're not on this alone. Yeah. In fact, yeah, I think course. majority of the Sahabat is like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's correct. Majority that's good. of the Sahabat has this problem. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So, so don't that's don't good. be despair. Yeah. Look into their biography. See how they deal with their parents. A lot from Asma, from uh, Omar. Everybody had this problem. One hundred thousand, almost hundred thousand of them had this problem. Yeah. Subhanallah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, just to take this to an ayah of, by in Surah Al-Luqman about this, right? Allah says in Surah in Ayah number fifteen. If they endeavor, if they really force you to associate partners with me. By the way, this is the worst sin that any any human being can commit, right? Which is shirk. But what did Allah say? He says, Don't obey them. Even even the way that Allah tells you to not comply, it's like, don't obey them. Allah didn't say like, fight them or disobey them. You know what I mean? So do it in a way that you, okay, there's a nice quote I heard about this. You can disagree without being disagreeable. 
Okay. Right? So just <laughs> agree to disagree and just say like like Shami says they are fine navigate things around yeah. and yeah. and remember by the way this is not like if you do one mistake you know you're, you know you're in the hellfire the kind of thing it's an iterative process you may make mistakes you may even for example you might even say yes in the beginning it's okay like just correct yourself and try to improve remember obedience to your parents is a lifelong objective it's the mm-hmm. long game right yeah. just because today you make some mistakes tomorrow try to improvise right mm-hmm. but okay. stay uh, stay true to the goal remain like always keep that end that eyes on the prize the end in mind yeah. that's true and speaking about navigating things around right uh, another example might be uh, that we can put forth is you know when the parents cut ties with relatives mm. then most parents sometimes you know not most parents but some of the parents uh, nowadays they might they might uh, they might whisper to the children or they might want the children to cut ties with them as well right because uh, if if you don't cut ties with them then you're not on my team like you're not Ooh. you're not with me uh, you're yeah, not with very me common. Yeah. yeah subhanallah yeah right? yeah yep. yeah so how what does islam say about this right what well, uh, simply put um by following them by abiding to what they instruct you i i e to cut ties with the relatives this is not birul walidain because this because this is actually against what Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala um and the prophet and his prophet also commanded us to do mm. right uh, he commanded us to 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 uh to keep the ties of uh to keep ties of kinship and to to actually connect between people and not not doing uh, not cutting ties at all so what what you can do is actually um you go and visit that auntie or that poor uncle that your your father or your mother asked you to cut ties with no go go and talk to them go visit them but without your father's knowledge without his knowledge mm. you, you don't uh, tell them okay. you don't tell him yeah so this is one of the uh, one of the ways that we can navigate this around you know? because in, you, in fact actually like to, to yeah. fulfill the ties of kinship on their behalf is actually serving them that's actually yeah. one of the deeds that continues to benefit them even if they passed away according to the sahih. hadith right sahih, sahih. Mm, that's yeah. true so even though they don't like it but it will benefit them it will benefit them ah it will benefit them i like yeah. that yes <laughs> so you have you have to have this uh, uh mindset inshallah insha- it's, right? it's value based mindset isn't it <laughs> yes, value exactly. focused sahih <laughs> inshallah I just want to yeah. make a quick comment about longevity, yeah? Because we we mentioned the ayah, like even Reza mentioned just now, like when they are old age, they'll start to deteriorate in their health. So one of the things that you can serve them is to try and make them live a healthier life. Try to take them for walks. Try to uh, you know make recommendations about the food choices that they make, and because sometimes these habits they stick uh, very very old. Uh, until until their old age. So one of the, the the things that really inspired me is something I heard from my from my mother actually. So she said that so mashallah she's 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 somebody I really look up to she takes care of her health very well she just finished the program like just lost like 9 kilos of like 9 kilogram of fat you know so like wow mashallah. Oh, fat mashallah yeah. fat loss mashallah. Yeah. <laughs> amazing amazing and and what what she she told us was that what motivates her is that she is is this whole idea about longevity it's not just about living long but it's about living quality lives and she said mm. something which was very profound she said you know I don't want to go into old age and be a burden to my children she said that in my presence you know so I'm like wow that's but well, that's a blessing for <laughs> that's wow that's amazing yeah, yeah so subhanallah yeah. like if you think about it right like the, a lot of health problems a, a lot mm. of issues happen your emotions can be very severely affected because of your physical health yeah yeah there's a book yeah. that I read about this uh, it's called spark about exercise and how exercise is like the the superpower of every hum- of, of a human being 
So the the author writes that one of the things that he realized about his mother is that when his when his mother started to uh, have knee pains, she stopped taking walks. Before that, she was very productive. She goes out. She does a lot of things. She's very like uh, very high morale, very optimistic. But the second she started to like uh, have diff- pains in her knee, then she uh, immediately her muscles deteriorated. She couldn't walk out much. She started staying at home, only watching soap operas, only watching dramas. And then her cognitive engagement has been completely reduced because she doesn't meet people anymore. And Mm -hmm. that emotional declined very, very quickly. And and he said, I think just not too long after she lost her ability to walk a lot, not too long after that, she passed away. So you have to remember, emotional health is one of the most important aspects of serving your parents. And one thing I've learned about, one thing I've observed about my par- some of my family members who have passed away from old age is that an indicator of their emotional health is their appetite. You know uh, what I mean? Okay. Uh, if, they're, if they're happy to eat, if they take seconds, Alhamdulillah, you're, you're good. Yeah, yeah, okay, exactly. It's yeah, a good yeah, indicator. Yeah. It's a great indicator. But if you buy something nice and they don't eat, uh, you... This is a this mm. is a red flag, yeah. Okay. So this these are the things that we have to learn, huh? but this is not something that's in the books. This is something you have to like experience <laughs> will teach you this. So, so a bit on that, like, like because there was also a question on this, like for instance, yeah, because part of providing is to take care of your parents in terms of their physical needs, emotional needs, right? Yeah. So yeah. one of the question was asked to the Lajna, like, uh, my dad doesn't want to take medicine, he doesn't want to exercise, but I told him to do this. What? How should I do now? Mm. Should I just obey? Or should I right. try to, to force him uh, to, to, to take medication, to, to live a healthy life? Yeah. So, so these are some of the questions that they receive and say, okay, this is also uh, do it uh, with, the, with the best of akhlaq, best of ethics, try to convince them. Yep. And you know, mm. it, it's something right. And you have to do it. Then you do it. Yeah, yeah. Think about it as da'wah, isn't it? It's actually basically da'wah. It's re- you cannot control them. You can only influence them. So your skill now is to improve your skills of influence and negotiation. You know, people think about negotiation is all about business. Come on, man. Think differently, right? <laughs> think about negotiation yeah. and how you can improve your family. Wow. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Approach it with that mindset. Your life will change. Mashallah. Yeah. Mashallah. Mashallah. I would, I would love to learn that. The, 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 the ins and outs of negotiating the correct way. Because, subhanAllah. That's totally a, a podcast episode, isn't it? Yeah, Shami? exactly. I was about to. Yeah. Let's make it make it a point for discussion. Yeah, yeah. Huh? yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Mashallah. Yep. And just to add another point, right, of uh, serving our parents. A lot of people are saying that you know, once your parent has died, oh, okay, there's not much chance to to, to benefit them anymore or uh, you know serve them anymore. But actually, it's it's not true. Um, if you look in the hadith where uh, the famous hadith. With, uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam mentioned that when uh, the son of Adam dies, his deeds come to an end, except for three. Right? One of the ah. things is the righteous child who prays for the the parents. So, yes. look look at the keyword here: the righteous child. So, what do you do? We have to do when, for example, if our parents have passed away, what is honest ah, to sure. to to fulfill this? Uh, perhaps they they will get this benefit from us. It's to be a righteous child, you know, being righteous and uh, fulfilling the rights of Allah, first of all, and trying to be our best to be to be righteous, you know. So so this is something that a lot of people, we, they, we can pay attention to if perhaps one of their parents have passed away. 
be righteous and you know don't stop making dua for them and find every opportunity to make dua and this is also for um, when if your parents are still alive make plenty of dua in actual fact place them in the first of uh, the people that you make dua for in your list of dua for example Shalom. you find every opportunity Shalom. in your Shalom. sujood um, you know these are the most uh, the places where you are closest to allah and where the dua is uh, more uh, effective and the dua is listened by allah find these opportunities and just make the short duas from for example from the sunnah for example the dua i think it's from uh, prophet ibrahim rabbana firli wali walidai wal mu'minina yawma yaqumul hisab right this dua is amazing because first it addresses yourself your addresses your parents addresses all the mu'minin on the day of the standing so imagine that the benefit of this dua whatever you make dua for for everyone else it will also be made for you right so yeah, this is something amazing that it covers dua most importantly the dua for your parents but yeah, at the same time the dua for uh, all the mu'minin and inshallah it will come back to you so so that's point, another short point and meaningful benefit. short and meaningful concise <laughs> mashallah Mashallah. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Yeah. So I think we've covered quite a lot of points uh, on the whys and the hows. So um, this will be a good opportunity for us to uh, conclude this topic. And perhaps uh, the next episode, uh, the continuation of this, if we decide to, will be some action points from what we discussed on the hows. Like, for example, what I picked up from today's discussion was number one, try to induce, introduce small acts of kindness and try to find common ground or a special skill to bond with your parents for example like uh, what uh, brother aziz does in gardening number two, um, try and uh, think hard or try to outdo yourself in doing ihsan to your parents and number three, try to share knowledge in the best way that you can and number four, improve your communication skills and try to be more kind and be patient to your parents And number five, try to get them on a healthier life plan as suggested by Brother Faisal. That's an amazing uh, benefit. And number six, number six, find every opportunity to try and make dua for them. So we've got six action points. Perhaps we can revisit them in the next uh, time we, we have a discussion about being dutiful with our parents. <laughs> so <Inshallah>. yeah, <laughs> inshallah. <laughs> And uh, perhaps uh, we can start with the concluding points. Any last words from the brothers? Uh, firstly, we would like to go with Brother Amir. Okay, uh, first of all, mashallah, uh, have this shukur to Allah for the blessings of having our parents. Yeah, Because how many people, our friends, or even our extended family, who are deprived from this great blessing of Allah? And, you know, they cry, hoping they can still feel the warmth of their parents' hand even for one night. Yeah. Because the reality is, losing the feeling of losing a, fa- a, a parent is the same either you're a six-year-old boy or you're a 60-year-old capable man. It's the same feeling. Yeah? We ask someone who's even at old age, yeah, that loss, that, the feeling of loss is the same. Yeah? Yeah. So it, it's a blessing that we should really be, uh, should not uh, take lightly. And I think one of the advice my mom uh, always gave me when I was young, she, so she, she lost her mom when she was really young. Mm. And, uh, and she always uh, remind us like, no, this is a blessing to have parents and, uh, uh, and uh, make, make uh, shukur to Allah that, that you have 
we have your parents to even do the simplest thing, do homework, do play football with your parents. Some people don't have this. Like she doesn't have it. Mm, and I sure. use the same advice for, for my kids. See, that, you know, this is a blessing of Allah. Like should not, you should never ever forget about it. Yeah? Mm. And uh, I just want to share last but not least a story by, by I think this is a, a, a mashallah, really good story. Yeah? And I, I, I can remember this story until, until today. It's about the story of Abdullah uh, Ibn Zubair and Asma. So uh, Abdullah Ibn Zubair, you know, they, 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 he had a battle. Arming a lot, a lot of army, yeah? like uh, almost, it's uh, it's not parallel compared to the what whatever might that that, uh, uh, that uh, Abdullah had on his side, yeah. So on the day of, of engagement, so Abdullah put on his metal armor, yeah. So he 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 get he prepared his army. So okay, today is the day, yeah, because he can see Hajjaj coming from the horizon, a really big battalion. So he said, okay, uh, hold on, uh, let, let me go see my mother Asma. So he went, he went to see his mother, yeah, uh, with his uh, metal suit, yeah. So he sees his mother, and then, uh, and then, and then Asma looked at him. The Asma noticed something, uh, yeah. Uh, the yeah, mothers, you can know the feeling of your of your child, yeah. <laughs> so the, when when uh, Abdullah Musbar came to the house, uh, meet Asma. Asma looked at him and I say, Asma looked. There's uh, like a sadness, like a despair from, from his face. Yeah? Then uh, Asma said. Are you not the uh, the son of uh, the brave Zubair? Yeah. Yes, I am. Are you not the uh, the grandson of the noble Abu Bakar? So, yes, I am. I am the grandson of the noble Abu Bakar. Then why are you why 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 are you like this? I mean that. So that's why I say. Then Abdullah said this. Yes. I'm not afraid. But before I do, before I go, I just need one final approval from you. Then he came to his uh, to his mother. Then then he hugged. His, I need a final proof from you, and I need I need a hug from you. So Abdullah uh, put his arms around uh, around Asma. Then uh, the moment Asma can feel his uh, his cold uh, uh, melted armor, the Asma took off his armor. I said, "Now you go." So then Abdullah oh, Zabar, Abdullah, uh, went and 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 the rest is history. Yeah? So he called Abdullah Zabar, Mashallah, I think that. He consulted his mother. He he seek his mother's approval. Wait, complete that. What do you mean by the rest is history? You got to be explicit here. <laughs> okay, and after that's that's the last time that he sees his mother. Because after that, uh, the war started and, and and he lost and and he was killed in that in, in that battle. Yeah, he was martyred for martyred. in that war, isn't it? After that yeah. meeting yeah. with his mother. Yeah. That's wow. right. So, so be, uh, be grateful to to this nikmat of having parents. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So just, may Allah make us people who are always dutiful, righteous to our parents. May Allah give our uh, parents uh, jannah for whatever they have done to us yeah. and may Amen. Allah make all of us as a family meet up in, in Jantul Firdaus that's all I have MashaAllah great points uh, so next up uh, Brother Shahmi Tafaddal MashaAllah great point by uh, great um, conclusion by Brother Amir MashaAllah I just want to um, reiterate one of the sayings by by by, by, by one of the du'ad in Saudi, but his, his name is Sheikh Saad al, uh, Ibn al -Atiq. So he said, he said that the abandoning the parents, right? Abandoning the parents means destroying the life, your lives and your future, especially in this temporary life. So what does that mean? We see, we see people who don't even care about their parents, right? For example, maybe 
they have had some history with their parents many many years ago and they didn't care less to to uh, polish or to you know um to fix their relationship you see that they they in in, in actuality they live very sad lives you know they they live in regret they live in you know bitterness you know you see this everywhere like uh, for example that what brother aziz said earlier on in the in this episode in which um, people people regret the most like they did not spend their time with mm. with their with their parents right yeah yeah so i think that's very that, that's very profound when you think about it if you want to live good lives you need to be good to your parents mm. right and then what better way to 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 see some of the examples of how being good to your parents will affect your life in this world so we we know that the salaf the, the righteous predecessors are some of the best people who walked on earth right? and their names their names are um their names are preserved in the books of sirah in the books of ahadith and i just want to bring one example inshallah i will can, can conclude with this inshallah to show you how the people back then they their the respect and their obedience to their parents was so so deeply rooted that it might sound ridiculous in this day and age but i just want i just want everyone to give this a listen inshallah so there was a uh, there, there was a scholar there was a predecessor a salaf by the name of abdullah bin aun rahimahullah taala one day he was called by his mother so he, his mother called uh, his mother said ya ya abdullah he said oh abdullah and then he and then abdullah replied labaiki umma he said meaning i'm here my mother i'm here i'm i'm here i'm i'm here at your service my mother mm. and then he paused suddenly after that he made istighfar and he became sad and he cried and cried and cried and then he made tauba to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not only that then he went on to the he went to the pasar to pasar pula he went to the soup or he went to the market, market right? okay the market Sorry, uh, all habit I had. So, <laughs> so he went to the market, and he freed two slave girls because of what he did. Can you guess what he did? He raised his voice. Is it? Is that the one? Yes, exactly. Because oh. he raised his voice above his mother's voice, even oh. though he was saying he was he was he was literally just affirming her call, isn't affirming it? Affirming her call just to you know to reply like I'm at your service, but he's. Voice, tone of voice was above wow. his mother's voice that he did all that. He made tawbah, he made istighfar, and he freed two slave girls. Subhanallah. So this was this was the 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 the, the condition where the salaf was was at. You know, at this peak of I I I don't know what to say. It's like uh, I I know I said in previous a previous podcast is inhumane, but that's my 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 bad. It's not inhumane. It's inhuman, like almost inhuman. Mm-hmm. Superhuman. Let's put it that way. Inhuman. Inhuman is like a lack of humanity. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my bad. My bad. Okay. My bad. okay. Uh, yeah. So yeah, there, there. This is like superhuman in out of this world type of thing, you know. Right. But, but to be honest with you, it's doable because these are just people. You know, these are just people, plain people like you and I, who mm. have the taqwa. Maybe the taqwa levels are way above us. So inshallah we if we strive to do what they try to do I I don't think we can achieve that level of 
um, obedience, not in this, uh, not 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 me at least, right? But what we can do is we try try our best to to serve our parents by having these stories in our minds, you know. Like if we feel like we're lacking in some things, just remind yourself with these stories of the righteous predecessors, the stories of the Sahaba, the companions of the Prophet Sallallahu and inshallah. At least put your aspiration on a high, high aspiration. Yes, mm. have that high aspiration to serve yeah. your parents, and don't slack in. You know, don't 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 feel don't feel discouraged by, you know, maybe they might get angry with you. Mm. Don't be discouraged, please, because like Brother Faisal said, this this world is a test, and this is one of the tests that you are going to face in this life. Yeah, that's all for me. Barakallahu feek. Excellent, mashallah. Can I extend, extend a bit? Yeah. So, idea yeah. is not about being perfect, but it's no. to die on while you are seeking perfection. Yeah, that's true. Die oh. trying. Die <laughs> trying. Yeah. It reminds me of a hadith, not a hadith, <coughs> saying by Abdullah ibn Umar, where he said, um, the pleasure of the, your Lord lies in the pleasure of the parent and the anger of your Lord lies in the anger of your parents. Yes. So, something... To ah, so what you want is like that, that that moment that you pass away is that when they're pleased with you. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Excellent, brothers. So next uh, we have uh, Brother Faisal. Okay, mashallah. So Jazakumullah Khairan, brothers, for your sharing. You gotta admit, I almost teared up many times throughout this discussion. Yeah, me too. That's true. <laughs> What have you guys done, man? <laughs> I feel like almost quitting this podcast and doing something right now, you know? So, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Allahu Akbar. So, mashallah, it's an amazing discussion. So, may Allah Azza wa Jal. So, I really uh, just want to reiterate that point. Like, we just have to admit that we are lacking in this. We have to do something about it. That That's the first step that we want to do. And as I heard what Reza concluding, it was a very nice ayat in the Quran in Surah Al-Ahqaf, Surah number 46, ayat number 15. And what I like, like about this is that the meaning of the hadith, Allah, uh, it's ayah, Allah begins with, insana ihsana. We have enjoined mankind to, be, uh, to, to treat their parents with the best of ihsan. And Allah describes that our mother bore us with hardship and then delivered us with hardship. So there's a lot of hardship involved. So there's always a reminder that She's done a lot for us, and then, uh, and then, but but towards the end of the ayah, Allah inserts a dua. Rob, I love this dua. Mashallah, yes, mashallah. You have to memorize this dua. It's so amazing. The the meaning is so beautiful. Rabbi awzi'ni an ashkuru ni'mataka lati an amta alayya wa an wa ala walidayya. So what does it mean? It means, my Lord, enable me to be grateful to you for the favor which you bestowed upon me and upon my parents. Right Allah. to work righteousness. One a one a'mal right? Yeah, one and to inspire me to do righteous deeds which you are pleased with. And so this du'a also is to make for your children and your offspring as well. And make right, um, rectify my children, my my offspring. Inni to to ilaikau that I make repentance to you. I repent you, and I'm amongst those who submit myself to you. So this is so comprehensive. It's about your role as a child. It's also your role as a parent, and and more importantly, your role with Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. So remember to keep our eyes on the prize. Like no matter how high you'll get in society, no matter how many Nobel prizes you win, Academy Awards, whatever you have, you, your your, it's how you treat your parents that truly defines you in the sight of Allah. So this so. is something really profound, I find. But also on on the note that uh, making du'a for them, right? 
So uh, yes, definitely making dua for them is so important, right? Never, in fact, try to make your tongue light all the time. Say Rabbil Fili Wali Wali Daya, Rabbil Fili Wali Wali Daya, and as like we quoted Surah Isra a lot, right? Rabbir Hamhuma Kama Rabbayani Sahira. That's what Allah says. Uh, have mercy on them just like they have mercy on me and when I was a child, when I was small. So always keep your tongue light on this dua. But remember, when you serving them in terms of making dua, it's between you and Allah. They have no idea you're making this dua. This is the best way, of course, right? Like the supplications, they don't hear. That's the supplications that the angels will say, Amin, may Allah grant you the same. So that's that's one aspect of it. That's what Reza said as well. This is part of the legacy that they, they leave behind. Because, you know, we also secretly want our children to make dua for us, right? Yeah. So, mm. so yeah, so that, that's one aspect of it. But remember, this is a deed between you and Allah. The external deed, how you treat them. Uh, you have, don't don't neglect this aspect, yeah? Because we think sometimes the the what the, the tricks in your head is like, oh, I make dua for them, I've served them already. No, no, that's only one aspect, right? You have to make them happy, uh, be patient with them. The external aspect about keeping them happy, that is what Ihsan is about. So, what I'm, what I'm trying to say is that don't allow you to, one side of it, you think that it makes you complacent, right? Always remind yourself there's always room to improve. Right, so may Allah Azza wa Jal make us amongst those who die in a state that our parents are pleased with us. I mean, I mean, I mean. Can I share something just because uh, about making dua? If, if uh, the scholars, uh, Sheikh Sulaiman, say that if that dua will make your parent happy, say say it out loud. Say it out loud. Ah, say it out loud. But make it oh, more in, 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 in private. In private. Ah, yeah. very good. Yes, that's that's Mashallah. good. Mashallah. 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 Amazing points. Uh, sure. So, brother Abdul Aziz. Uh, Anything, any last words to add? I, I think I don't, I don't have any advice, but I just want to share my, my personal story. I think, um, <laughs> it's okay, you can give the okay, thoughts first. Yeah. yeah, no problem. I think all of us are feeling, Mashallah. Uh, this this episode was is really heartwarming episode, mm. Mashallah. Yeah. yeah, it's balancing joy and, uh, yeah. and emotion. Yeah, a lot of emotion coming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Allah. For me personally, when I researched this topic, I I felt like I, I I looked around. You know, I I made sure no one saw me. <laughs> I try to get uh, information while doing exercise <laughs> but listening to all these things I, it doesn't the body's in confusion yeah? Yeah, it confused. <laughs> it's confused <laughs> the adrenaline kind of goes up and down right I think before we start the podcast I, I have a discussion with brother Reza that I think I, I was very so guilty before this during my teenagers until up to my I think graduate. Mm. Mm. I was not the best. Son, we were, I would say. Yeah. We were all not the best, yeah. especially me. Always talk back to my parents. Yeah. And I think I was not always not around the house mm -hmm. because I always hang around with my friends. Mm. Right. Yeah, I think brother Reza know this. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's, it's hard to ask for help from me. So Alhamdulillah, um, Allah give the 
of year. Yeah, the Taufik, the, uh, the guidance to, mm. to learn the, the Dean. So, the concept of dutiful to parents is quite, it's not alien. It's, we, we learn it in school, but it's, we didn't, I didn't internalize, internalize it because, mm. yeah, because we were not serious about the Dean, right? Yeah. So when I really dive deep into the Dean, so one of the the thing that yeah we can learn Tauhid, we can learn um, we learn Tauhid with Akidah, but when we learn Akidah and Tauhid, every time in the Quran said do not enjoy, do not associate your anything with Allah, then he would say be good to your parents, and mm. for that time I didn't. I think I'm not that good with my parents, but yeah, I didn't do the the bad thing. But talk back is quite such a big a common, thing, right? It's such a common yeah, thing it's between such a common thing. But in Quran, yeah. you said you should say oof, even say mm. oof to them, yeah, right? Yeah. True. Yeah, it's true. And Alhamdulillah, Allah guide guide through the knowledge. And I one day I ask forgiveness from my parents, and after that. I think I have a wonderful life. My, my study, I, I, it's, it's, it's like a, a door, a big door given to me. Um, it's easy to get jobs. It's easy in my job. So I, yeah, my, I, I can see per, uh, my, my life purpose after that. Mm -hmm. And it's easy to, to learn the Dean. Um, after you you ask forgiveness for your parents so Inshallah. i would like to to say i think this is an advice to the inspiring muslim out there then no matter how we are learning the deen but if you are not good to your parents what what did you learn right yeah yeah what yeah. did you learn yeah, i mean if you are not good to your parents then what do you have in this life right this literally True. nothing. Yeah. Like what Chef and said, like if you abandon your parents, you are destroying your future. You are destroying your True, life. True, true. Yeah. But, uh, but if you, but the other way around, reverse it, then you find yourself like Brother Aziz here, mashallah. Yeah. Like doors and, open up. And when um, I get married and be a father, mashallah, yeah. that really, really give some, something to me. And I was yeah. like, yeah. The love to my parents is, I think, is like spiking up. Mm. And I always call them and always sure. consult them in anything. Especially when, like my father, he is, uh, I think, expert in how to recruit people, right? When I have a new interview, I will call him. What to do? Huh? <laughs> what yeah. to do? Yeah. And with my mother, I will, I will talk about gardening or about my kids. And how did he awesome. she manage everything? everything. Even though it is small, but... They like it. They love it. Oh yeah. So, Inshallah. Yeah, true. And I think that's all for me. Mashallah, mashallah. I would echo Brother Aziz's sentiments that, you know, once upon a time, we were all, we don't know about any better about this knowledge or like how important it is, uh, the, the level, the status of the parents uh, that we should pay attention to. And, um, we may have fallen short in the past, you know, in treating our parents, uh, not how they really do deserve. But as long as you are alive, there's always an opportunity to make tawbah. And especially if any or both of them are still around, 
it's never too late to turn the page and honor them, you know. So yeah. what's past is past. And what you can really focus is um, on the present and the future. So uh, my parting thought is this, that um, as Muslims, we should pay attention to this, right? Then we should start today. As all of us, we are only living on borrowed time. Allah might invite them or us, for that matter, to return to him at any time, even tomorrow or even next next moment, right? So make it a long-term commitment. Start from now and to make them please for as long as they live and go out of your way and put their needs first before yourself and challenge uh, yourself to think um, and be more dutiful to them in any way that fits your ability. So a key that, you know, can take it all and bind this together and inshallah keep us steadfast in uh, adhering to this noble act is that none other than taqwa. Taqwa is something that brings us back to ground, brings us, grounds us back to the foundations. And everything that you do for the sake of Allah, what Allah is pleased with is basically automatically um, the rights of your parents are fulfilled. So pay attention to taqwa um, and learn about the rights of the parents and uh, pay attention to them, take care of them and do the best in your ability. And perhaps uh, for all of us, uh, we can always change, you know, it's a good time to change if we if we haven't. So, inshallah, that's the, a parting advice. And uh, mashallah, I think the discussion today was a very, uh, it's amazing, it's emotionally uh, charged and mashallah. It's so rare for brothers to, uh, you know, talk in the kind of emotional conversations <laughs> like this. Right? I mean... <laughs> I wouldn't say it's rare. It almost never happens, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. Mashallah, exactly. it's 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 nice. Alhamdulillah. So and, and it's with, a mercy and, of Allah. And with and when it does happen, uh, I think the brothers will, not us, inshallah, like the other brothers would think thrice or four times or maybe ten times, you know, whether to to release this kind this kind of episode to, <laughs> to the public or not, <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because of that, you know. We will see that once we are about to edit and personal again. Yeah. Yeah, let's Your cut this part out. We all in all, I mean, it's good to be emotional in these things because it, oh, yeah, it's the, it's deserve deserving of it, you know. Um, yeah. So there's a hadith by. The, uh, so, sorry, it's at oh, yeah, this last no, point uh, yeah. when somebody yeah. uh, shed some uh, some tears. Uh, somebody, a, a companion, asked the Prophet Sallallahu oh, even you cry? The Prophet Sallallahu yes, this is a mercy from Allah. So it's actually something, you know, this thing about manliness, right? People think like manliness, like you don't cry. Come on, man. The Prophet yeah. Sallallahu was the manliness of the men. And mm. he, when when the emotions were there, he he expresses it. So it's not something to be ashamed of at all. So Alhamdulillah, this is a, especially when we do this out of our feelings of uh, inadequacy in treating our parents. So this yeah. is a great mercy from Allah, Alhamdulillah. 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 So with that, uh, we would like to wrap up the discussions. Uh, inshallah, uh, may Allah make us better children uh, and I mean, assist I mean, I mean. us to treat our parents better. I mean, I mean. And we'll end this with Subhanakallahumma uh, wa bihamdik ashadu Allah ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilaik. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. All right, guys, that is all for this week's episode. Thank you and Jazakumullahu Khaira for tuning in. If you have benefited from this episode, be sure to click the like and subscribe button down below. 
Support us by sharing this video to the others, as that will enable the message to spread across the world, inshallah. If you have any feedbacks, suggestions, and comments, do get in touch with us via our Facebook and Instagram pages. Thank you once again. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.